Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Leading Edge Love Radio. This is your host, Sumati Sparks, the Open Relationship Coach. Have you ever wondered how well-suited you are for ethical non-monogamy? Well, you can find out by taking my quiz. And you can find the quiz right on the homepage of my website. That's sumatisparks.com. S as in Sam, U, M as in Mary, T, I mean A, T as in Tom, I, Sumati, S-U-M-A-T-I, Sparks, as in Sparks Are Flying. And when you request the quiz, you'll be automatically added to my mailing list, and you'll be the first to learn about my virtual events and to receive helpful tidbits of advice and information to add more love, passion, and joy into your life. So today, I'm so excited to have as my guest, Sexperts, Lady V and D Black. They're a married couple, and through their business called DV Passion, it's DV for D and V are their names. <laughs> so their business is called the DV Passion Love Experience, which they founded in 2009. D and V have helped hundreds of other couples and individuals learn a blueprint, allowing them to follow their passions for greater love experiences, and they strive to make sex great again. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Lady V and D. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I like how you so said, let's to... make sex great again. But you said that <laughs> on your website. Yes. And no, 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 I, I like how you said like you like it. <laughs> you, you like the that I pulled that voice. one out, yeah. I've... Yeah, oh, yes. got it, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm still great to get to know you guys. I just found you online. I really don't know much about you myself, which is fun, because oftentimes I interview people I already know um, in some way or another. So I'm looking forward to learning about how, tell us how you, how long have you been married? What kind of labels do you use now? Or you, do you call yourself non-monogamous or open or polyamorous or whatever? And then... Um, at what point in your relationship did you decide to, you know, step outside the default form of relationship, and why? <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm sex for Black. back. Um, we've been married for um, 16, going on 17 years. We'll be 17 years this year, this June 19th. Um, but we've been together. We've um, first we started off as a monogamous couple. Um, then once my wife kind of wanted to explore her um, bisexuality, that's when we kind of opened up our relationships into <clears throat> into um, the swinging lifestyle. Now, you got to back up a little bit, babe. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> because we got to tell, we got to tell everyone how we met. You know, um, we, we, we met literally within three months and we got married. So we met in March. Um, we got um, we met March 16th. He proposed in April, and we got married in June of the same year. And we've been married wow. for 16 years now, and it'll be 17 in June. So we <laughs> and now we teach other people the importance of you know being married and being honest and open in their uh, in their relationships. Yes, so I love talking about that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so you got it going pretty quickly, and you've stayed together for quite a while. And so what, what labels do you call yourself now as far as your relating style? I guess we're pretty much, we don't really like to put labels on ourselves, but we're, um, 
non-monogamous, we're open um, to different possibilities. Um, my uh-huh. wife is bisexual, and I'm, I just go with flow. So, um, <laughs> so whatever the flow leads, and I'm, um, if I'm in the mood, then I'm in the mood. So it's whatever it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't. We awesome. we I choose. Well, we choose not to do labels um, because we don't want to put restrictions on us. We like to be open, and that has worked for us. I've been bisexual since I was 12 years old, and even wrote a book about it because you know it was just me um, discovering new things about myself, and we continue discovering new things about each other. So we don't like putting on labels because it feels like we're restricted yeah. when we do so. We're putting boundaries yeah, on course. our relationship. That's not what we're trying to what we're trying to do. We're trying to keep each other free right. and open and have fun. You know, it's so much fun when you're free. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't own her and she doesn't what? own me. We, we're in a partnership. I love that. And, and this is, <laughs> yeah, um, boy, lots of lots of things are coming up for me that I want to talk about later. <laughs> Making all these notes. Um, so. Yeah, so, you know, it makes me think about the whole concept of couples privilege and how you deal with that when you're dating other people. But before I go into that, um, I love the term free love, and I discovered recently that that didn't really start in the 60s. It started during the women's suffragette movement when women were trying to get the right to vote, and they knew that in order to really be free, they needed to have control over their sexuality. And so even during that time, the term free love was used. And so even though it makes people think about hippies in the 60s, I still really love that term free love. It it feels better than a lot of the other terms that are out there. You know what I mean? Yes. It makes you feel like, you know what, we're able to be unfiltered with each other. We're able to love each other unconditionally. And Mm -hmm. we're able to show other people love. Because it's not just us receiving love, it's us giving love to other people as well. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. also, um, we don't, like I said earlier, we don't own each other. Um, I don't control her orgasm. She doesn't, well, in that sense of, oh, you may have an orgasm or, or you can only have an orgasm with this person and only when I'm around. No, I like to, I like to her to have her total freedom and for her to experience what she needs to experience with the other person or, or vice versa. And I love you having yeah. enough total freedom. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a big one, that whole thing about ownership. I definitely want to get into that a yeah. little later in our talk. It's a it's a big one, and so many couples feel like they you know they're kind of owned by the other, and some people even want to feel owned. And, and I'm not even just talking about in the kink world, I'm talking about like, you know, mm-hmm. they say, my man, my my woman, you know, it's, it's yes. a real kind of ownership My wife thing. is like, you're mine, so you can't have, nobody mm-hmm. else can have you. I, I don't I don't mm-hmm. like those phrases because it makes me feel uncomfortable, you know, when, it, mm-hmm. when, when someone feels territorial, it feels like you're trying to take away me yeah. being myself. It triggers my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Cool. Well, we have a lot lot to talk about here. So back to your personal story. So um, so Lady V, you wanted to explore your bisexuality. And then at, at, at any point, D, did you feel, um, did you have to work through anything around her seeing men or does she see men? And was that different for you? Because I know there's this whole 
one penis policy that you know people get into when they do. <laughs> so did did any of that ever come up for you, or was it pretty easy for you to just flow with it from the beginning? I mean, in the in the beginning, it was um, it was kind of hard, being that um, what we're taught as men and, and how sex is. But it was it was hard, being that it was um, hard watching her being with the guy who was uh, kind of bigger than me, size wise. Right. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it was it was uncomfortable, but I had to talk through it. Um, and it was her just reassuring me that. You know that this person wasn't. You know, it wasn't. It's not you. Yeah, it's not me. It's, <laughs> it's I, exactly <laughs> but, um, that it wasn't anything wrong with me because it was my opportunity to feel vulnerable with her, and that's what um, I think that was. That's what drew us kind of closer together in that. Mm-hmm. So now it's like a open penis policy. I mean, as many penises as possible. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love to watch. He loves to watch. That's great. Yes. I think that's great. Yeah, it's it's and I and I try to make him feel comfortable too. Yeah. I try, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 kinda hard when you know this is the person that you love mm-hmm. and that you share a life with and they're being pleasured by someone else, which, you know, in any human being it's normal, you know, to feel that way. But I, I think when um what is it, compersion comes into play, it's like you you want your mate to feel um, that that connection, that that blissful feeling that this person is giving you an orgasm, or this person is making you feel love, pleasuring you, yeah, yeah. pleasuring you. So it's it's that compersion part of 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 the whole um, dynamic to to that kind of relationship. Right. So one thing I heard you saying was that uh, D, when you were feeling. Um, you know, comparing yourself to the, whatever man she was fooling around with, um, that she gave you reassurance. Or do you, do you go by they, them pronouns, Lady V? Yes. Okay, so so they, so Lady V would give you um, reassurance um, that, you know, you were still someone very special to them and um, so I'm imagining that that balance of both your inner work around not comparing yourself and not knowing that you don't own them along with the reassurance you got that you are very special in love, that those two things are equally important. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And also maturity because that was when we were like very, very young. Um, we got married in our um, early 20s. So I think with mm. the more we explored our sexuality, and the more we open um, our, our relationship and our sexual palate, and our communication got better. So it was the the vulnerability of just the both of us um, relating to to what we're um, what we were experiencing. Yeah, I'm really glad you're talking about vulnerability because that really is our superpower in relationships, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more about what that means to you, Dee, as far as, like, how that shows up in communication. Um, vulnerability shows up when you have nothing to hide, um, when it's like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, letting, I'm letting all my cards out on the table, and as long as I give it to you, and however way you receive it, whether good, bad, or indifferent, 
as long as I gave it to you and my conscience is clear and, and that's it, I'm free. I, I was open with you. I'm, I'm vulnerable and I'm owning what I want to um, what I want to say to you because mm-hmm. you can own something and it's not be it could be a total lie. But if I'm owning something, I'm, I'm bringing the truth to you. So I'm I'm not afraid to say I'm sorry or I'm not afraid to say you know what I messed up or 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 this wasn't this wasn't good for me. Whereas I'm just laying mm-hmm. how I feel out on the table, and vice versa. I don't want I don't want her to feel like I'm just disregarding her feelings or or any sort of way. Whereas I take her how she feels personally. I take it as this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to do as her as her as her mate, as her husband, as the person who provides and protects her. So, I mean, it's that vulnerability of love, if that makes sense. Love is when you oh, love yeah. somebody, that's when you're more vulnerable. Exactly. Vulnerability and I think of, and vice versa. Right, exactly. And all, oh, right. All of those things are, are so important, and I think in addition to that, I think of vulnerability as, um, not blaming and not acting out. Like you're you're getting in touch mm-hmm. with what's really going on and not being passive aggressive or making these little side remarks. You're actually in touch with what's going on in you and then you're speaking it in a non blaming way. Does that make sense? Because no one's right. It's no right, it's no law and or it's no wrong in a relationship. How can we work through this or this is just a learning learning process. So as long as you keep that right, even if you feel you're right, you're still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're wrong, you're still right. <laughs> There's no problem being right. Like, oh my God, like here's a We're not kids anymore. Right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not kids anymore. <laughs> We're not kids anymore, you know. It, it it's no brownie place because I'm and you didn't take out the garbage yesterday. You never know what happened during the process that he didn't take out the garbage, you know. So it's mm-hmm. she, you know. So, so you know, it's just being yourself. When you're able to be yourself, you're able to love conditionally. You're able to be vulnerable in ways that you have been vulnerable before. Like, my, my husband is my best friend. And he become my best friend was because he loved me unconditionally like I loved him unconditionally. And mm-hmm. seeing his vulnerability was something different for me because I never experienced that with any of my mates. And so my husband showed me that. I was like, yes. I'm, I'm sorry, baby. I messed up, you know. Or <laughs> I would have been arguing before, but just he was vulnerable and he was honest. It helped me understand him a lot better. And also, mm-hmm. also empathy, empathy for your mate. Understand where he or she is coming from. He is coming from. So uh, love brings about vulnerability and empathy and understanding also. And a good night. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you about, you say that you practice, you know, I called it free love, but, you know, you're loving freely and you're not using labels. And so far I've kind of heard you talking about sexual experiences kind of more in the, like, swinging realm or in the play, you know, the play realm. 
but do you also have deeper love relationships with other people? And if you do, how do you deal with, because you were talking about, you know, this is my husband and my wife, and, and so, you know, you're my, my best friend and my life partner, and we have a life together. But how do you bring in other people and help, help them feel special when you already have this strong um, long-term partnership? Well, first is the conversation. We actually teach our class about this um, with, you know, opening up to your mate and how, what is the first step? Because a lot of people are like, I want to try it, but I don't know where to begin or where to even start. So it's first is building that conversation up and having that unfiltered conversation with your mate. You know, hey, this is what I want to try. Or in our famous words, what do you about this. (laughs) That's our favorite word in all of our characters. Like, what do you, you know, when you're coming to your mate, like, what do you think about this? I just want to see what your views are. Those are, like, some of the most interesting words that starts a conversation. What do you think about this? And then it leads into something Mm -hmm. else, and then it leads into something else. So it's like a a snowball effect. Because, and even if your mate, because we always say, listen, Maybe your mate says no, but that doesn't mean it's no forever, you know? So mm-hmm. if you start conversation just to find out where's your mind, where's your mate's mind set, is that around what you're bringing? Like if you want to open up swinging or uh, if you be into the relationship or even just watching BDSM or kink, any kind of kink. It doesn't have to be as far as open relationship up, but even though we would love that, because we love when people are open, but <laughs> but in the conversation, so it becomes a current conversation, not just a thought, because you can think about it all day, but it's not going to be fun until you actually do something, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, just opening that up and having that um, love, and when they tell you, okay, if they say no, then it doesn't mean no, right, doesn't now. Mean no right now. So how about we do our research and find out more about it? We love researching together, getting on the computer and finding out stuff and finding out little, you know, one kink may open up another kink. So go ahead, baby. What do you like to say? No, I was going to say, like, um, you have to get some type of ground. What kind of relationship do you want to uh, do your me? your connection is uh, your connection is cutting in and out, hon. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Yeah, D, it's D. Lady V's is fine, but D's is cutting in and out. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I was saying, what kind of relationship do you want? Do you want to open, um, a open V? Do you want a closed V? Do you want a quad? What kind of relationship do you want as a as a couple? Are we going to date this person? But you have to figure out what do you want um, as far before, as then, when yeah, it's before the bedroom. Bedroom, even outside the bedroom. Just what do you want exactly? So that way y'all have a clear understanding of exactly what you want. And where, where your relationship is at. You know, that's a lot. And that's so hard for so many couples. Like, I'm imagining that somebody might be listening to this right now who was super curious about non-monogamy. And they're terrified to even bring it up with their partner. So how would you coach 
somebody who is afraid to even start the conversation? Well, first I'll say relax, relate, and release. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it comes to somebody that is super scared and don't want any arguments, I understand. Been there. It may not be in the same situation. It could be something different. But you want to first be confident in when you're bringing the information to your mate. Because if you're kind of shaky at it, then how do you expect for your mate to be positive and, like, okay, let's mm. try it. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna pick up on the same energy. So when you're when you're positive about something, you know, when you do your research and you figure it out first, you know, like, hey, if this is your idea, you want to go into Sweden, go on the computer. Google has everything, and if you can't find it on Google, call us. We can help you too. <laughs> but if you go into the research, you make you're bringing your mate with information. You're bringing your mate with facts. You're bringing to your mate with, this is something that I, not just something I saw, but something that I'm really interested in, and I want to experience with you. That's, I'm not trying to take around or hurt the parents or anything like that. It's just something that I would like to explore that we both can explore and, and have fun with. And when you make it about you and your mate, and it's not just a, I, I like to be selfish sometimes, especially I don't. So... When you make it about you and your mate and not just you or not just them, then it becomes a we thing. And when it becomes a we thing, it's like a partnership, okay? And that's something you should have with your mate anyway. So you're bringing that partnership, and now you can make something work. So that fear that you have, just breathe. It's okay. You, you step into something that's unfamiliar, and that's understandable. It's understandable because they don't want to jeopardize their relationship and they don't want to value in jeopardy. But honey, confidence is everything. And when you have that confidence and you're able to say, hey, I want to be sexually free, just like Lady D&D Black, you know, just like everyone that I see here, I want to be that. I want to do that. Then you're you're opening the idea because the idea is already there. You just got to build on it. And so it's very common for couples for one person to be afraid to share what they want because they're afraid of the other person's reaction, and then they react to their reaction. And it's just this ping pong that gets passed back and forth, one reaction. See, I I knew if I told you this, you'd have this reaction. And then they both run Uh into the room. Exactly. So so how do you learn to hold? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, are you there? No, I was just going to say how how do how do yeah how do you um, learn to I, I think of it as kind of checking your ego like getting your ego in check so that when the if they have a reaction to even the question that you can stay in that calm place that you were just talking about where you relax and and relax into what your truth is and let them have their reaction right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you let them let them have that first initial shock because one they're like, wait, my mate just said that they want to have a threesome. Oh my god! Like, am I enough? Did I do something, or is this a trick question? So you want to yeah. be prepared for that. You 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 know those questions like, oh, is this a trick 
question. And if I say yes, it's gonna be an argument. If I say no, it's gonna be an argument. So, <laughs> yeah. So you just want to get out. Don't worry about that. When you come to your main, like I said, when you come into them with facts, it's kind of different than coming to coming to them with assumptions. Mm-hmm. Do that make sense? Great. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, so let me get back to another question that I, I asked you like three questions at once. And so one of them didn't get answered. <laughs> so how do you deal with so you? So I, I've been on the other side of it a lot where I've dated a lot of couples and I know what it feels like to, um, I know what couples privilege feels like to be, on, be, to be the third. And so how do you as a loving couple help people that are dating one or both of you to not feel like there's a hierarchy of value? Um, by Just by including them into our lives, our everyday lives, whether it be making dinner or um, going out with them or, or just um, calling them at the same time. Because usually <clears throat> we usually date the, the person we're with. So if it's a... Is it's a, a uniform where we're both dating her, um, or we may just, or she, my, um, my wife may just want to date her exclusively. Okay with that, but it's all on working communication. But we we try to welcome with an open arms and not try to put this like you're the secondary and and my wife is the primary and this that and third. Whereas if we're just making everything equal, there there shouldn't be any issues any ill feelings towards one another. So Can you has, say that again? The uh, connection was the connection the connection wasn't so great. Can you say that last sentence again? I said so as as long as there's open communication and there's um we're including her into our activities and our everyday lives, there shouldn't be any uh issues or any ill feelings towards uh one another. If that makes sense. Yeah, Andrew, I totally agree that communication is everything. I often say that that's pretty much all I teach is communication because without that, there's nothing. Um, but like, do you do you talk to your other sweeties about that? They're like, do you? I thought you earlier said that you didn't practice hierarchy. No, 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 no we don't, we don't. But we do. We make sure that they're included into our relationship, into our. Well, in our everyday lives, we make sure that got it. They have a say so in what's going on in our activities. Like let's say we want to like this Savannah trip. We're not dating anyone currently, but if we were dating someone, they we would want them to be included on this trip. So that mm-hmm. they won't feel lonely or they won't feel like excluded or you know I, I really miss them or I really wish they would have brought me along or, or even suggested it. So as just giving them that option of, you know what, here that they really care about me and they really uh, care about my feelings. Right. Okay, that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Leading Edge Love Radio, and this is your host, Sumati Sparks, the open relationship coach at sumatisparks.com. And we're speaking with Lady V and D Black, sexperts who help, individuals and couples, threesomes, foursomes, and moresomes <laughs> to have the, the yeah. kind of um, non-monogamous intimacy and great sex life that they want to have. So if you have any questions for them, feel free to call in. We have a call-in number. 
and that's 657-383-1132. And you'll be put on hold, and we'll answer your call at the right time, so don't worry about interrupting us. Again, that number is 657-383-1132. So um, you guys were interviewed on CNN. Tell us about that. Yes, we were on recently. This is right. Um, this night, and it was amazing. We had a blast. They interviewed us. They chose us for the um, to represent the African American community, um, who are open and open in their relationships and expressing that you know, expressing our openness and how we can communicate to others. Yeah, I'm sorry. The connection wasn't so great. I apologize. I want I want to make sure that you're understood. So they chose you. Why? Okay. They chose they chose us because um, we we were representing the African American community of the of the lifestyle. So um, so uh, I'm sorry. So once once they uh, once they chose us, they they um. They gave us airtime. They let us uh, do our classes. They showed a little bit of our pieces of our classes, and also Lee Ling um, sat in on it as well. So it was like a, it was a huge honor just to be a part of the whole production and just watching how um, how she represented the lifestyle and how um, how clean it was. It wasn't anything. It wasn't any drama. It was no fighting. It was nothing. Yeah, and she represented us very well. So we were honored just to be a part of it. Awesome. Is there a um is it on the internet that interview? Yes, yes. definitely. It's on actually it's on YouTube. It's on um This is Life with Lisa Ling. And if they have if you okay. have on demand and if you have CNN mm-hmm. on demand, you can also look at it there as well. Um, it was the last mm-hmm. year's season. It was season number seven or six. Mm-hmm. Six. It was season. Mm-hmm. So it was season six, episode seven. Okay. Cool. And so they had other people on there. Were, were you the only um, couple for that episode, or were there other people on it too? No, it was three other couples, and we actually, uh-huh. we actually has everyone we passed over 100 people for the interview site for the you know for the show so it was um it was us and the other couples were caucasian of, of um one was a caucasian couple and it was the other no it was i think it was an older older couple yeah, yes and they pretty much told everyone it was a different perspective from everyone if that makes sense it was mm-hmm. a different perspective from us because we were the only African American um, couple that was um, mm-hmm. that was there, and it was the older couple that so they represented the older generation, <laughs> and it was another couple as well as the younger couple, and they pretty much represented the twenty within their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it was filmed for uh, uh, in Naughty for New Orleans. Um, that particular uh, show. So, if you're ever in, you know, checking out the interview and wonder, like, where exactly are they? Where at Naughty New Orleans? <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Well, congratulations. That's really cool. Um, 
And so t- tell us about how did you move into starting to help people and making a business out of this? Well, when we first started, we started with just opening up our relationship and trying to figure it out. But when we when we realized that we were the only married couple, everyone was coming to us for advice, we were like, wait, pause. We need to really get into this a little bit more. So we started sitting under our mentors and getting guided, guidance on how to help others. How to help others. We knew we wanted to do it. We just didn't know in what capacity. So when we um, we started with doing forms in our in our house, and we had our first form was only about twelve of us, and then it started growing. Every other week we started doing it twice a month, and every other week it started. It went from ten people to now. Um, it went from ten people to. 30 people to 100 people in one of our friends' houses, and we was like, wait, we got something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And from then on, um, we, we get that we pretty much were doing things online at first, and then we got recognized with Exotica, and they asked us to come on to speak, um, and they wanted us to speak about how to have a threesome without messing up your relationship. And that mm-hmm. right there... Like okay, we was it was our first convention. We were scared and everything, and you know from there our company has blown up completely. And you're um you wrote a book and you even have clothes. How did you end up being a a, a fashion designer? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was uh, during one of our I think our very I think what class was it? It was one of our classes. Thanksgiving. No, 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 not no, that one. No, it wasn't that one. It was, it was a class out here in Atlanta, and um, V said something about um, valuing your orgasm and that my orgasm matters. So I think, and, and that's where we had the idea from to put on a T-shirt, and that's like one of our best sellers. Best sellers. <laughs> the yoga t Yeah, the yoga t <laughs> And we have people like people in we have a whole yoga yeah. team that all bought our shirts, and they take pictures of, <laughs> of them wearing our shirts. And it is totally it's refreshing yeah. because we say my orgasm matters because it does. Um, it's valuable, and, you know, it's, it's, it matters. And even if you have to give it to yourself, it matters. So... <laughs> You know, we say that, but we don't, you know, we don't, people don't really always remember or even take it serious. So when people see us in the in store with our shirts, they're like, you know what, it does matter. Or what do you guys mm-hmm. do? It's always a conversational starter. Yeah. Right. So we, we hear a lot lately. Problem. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so we hear a lot lately about the orgasm gap between um, male-bodied and female-bodied people. So uh, tell us how you, what you teach so that you can lessen that gap. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were breaking up. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, yeah. The, we hear a lot lately about the orgasm gap that um, okay. men more frequently, sex more frequently leads to orgasm with men than with women. And so, mm-hmm. what do you teach? What, what do you teach to help uh, to close that gap? 
Well, one thing, a lot of females don't need, a lot of folks, which is common now for us to hear, is that um, a lot of females haven't even experienced an orgasm. That, you know, we've, we've been at conferences and they will pull us, they will pull us to the side afterwards and say, hey, you know, I never, I have four kids and I never had an orgasm. You know, wow. my husband, he, he gets that, but I never had it. And even this lady, or, or, they, don't even know. or they don't even know if they had the orgasm. And so, mm. number one, education and awareness is important. You can't tell someone else how to give you an orgasm if you don't know how to give yourself that. So we teach them mm-hmm. how to explore, uh, how to explore their bodies and how to how to just basically get in touch with themselves and how to give them that orgasm. And once it leads into uh, being with their partner, they already know this is what makes me feel good. This is what doesn't make me feel good. And they already have the blueprint, the map to it, and, and it's easy to share. And what I, what I will add to that, we teach our kids all the time. People without voices can't be heard. So mm-hmm. if you don't express that you're not being pleased, how would you expect for yourself to know? They're not going to automatically know, hey, you know, you're not, you're faking it. Because if they couldn't realize mm-hmm. you're faking it, how do you expect them to know how to get you an orgasm? So let's take mm-hmm. it back. Let's reverse and say, you know what, let me figure out what pleases me. Let me figure out what, what, I'm, what you know, what am I sensitive to? Do I like my nipples play with? Do I like, you know, my back caress? What turns you on? Because now you can able to express this to your mate. So, so everybody can be on the same page. And it's not telling your mm. mate that they're not that they're doing anything incorrect. It's just stating, you know what, this is what I like. Because we're all different. Like sometimes like in, our, in our marriage, my wife will come, I'll come home from work, hey, babe, I discovered this about me, or, I discovered this new, uh, uh, if I move my fingers this way, it makes me squirt or whatever. <laughs> I mean, but, you should just tell the world that. <laughs> but it's just, uh, it's just uh, uh, I guess, the fun fact that, okay, you're discovering things about you that you uh, never knew about yourself. And, and, and it's new and it's refreshing to just be able to share that with someone. Well, I'd like to be a fly on the wall in your home and hear some of your conversations that just happen in passing. <laughs> <laughs> we have but, you know, a lot of... Uh, so open. <laughs> go, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to ask... Um, so, so many people are afraid and they might have been having sex with their partner for a long time and never told them that they didn't like something or never told them that they've been faking it all along or something like that. So um, do you teach people how to have these conversations? Because they're not always best had right when you're having sex or right when you're about to have sex. They they seem to be better to take place before you are in a sexual situation. So how do you teach people to create that when they're not used to just passing each other in the hall and saying, hey, by the way, I noticed that I learned how to squirt today. <laughs> like, that, that might not be so easy for a lot of couples to talk about if they haven't already developed that pattern. 
but we 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 have a class called Pillow Talk, whereas mm. it's easier to talk to your mate when when it's just you and your mate in the bed just relaxing. Might have just had a glass of wine. Um, Nothing sexual. Yeah, nothing sexual. Just y'all just talking, relaxing, just as we would say, just kicking it. And 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 in mm-hmm. a slow talk session, just you just being open with your mate, maybe cracking a joke here and just just y'all just being vulnerable once again and just pillow uh, talk is perfect for those questions for mm-hmm. those people that feel that way because pillow talk is hey we can put everything on the pillow and mm-hmm. talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. this is what we want to do. You know, I, 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 I don't want to say you don't want to say, hey, I've been faking it, but no. But you want to say, hey, you know what, Lady B had a class about flirting, and I'm really interested in learning more about that. Can we try that position she talked about in her class, or can, can we? I saw something online, and I and I'm interested in trying it. on ourselves when we go to work and when we go to church and to be to be everybody you know everybody what to be the person that everybody else wants you to be so in a bedroom be yourself and when you be yourself mm-hmm. you're able to open up a little bit more so having that hey i saw this or i'm interested in trying nipple play and once again what do you think about this so you're not making your mate feel inadequate or not good enough you're just saying, hey, let's try something together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about this? That's one of your favorite sentences, right? <laughs> what do you think about this? Because that, that, that leads into so many possibilities, into so many doors of how um, how you can present something and how playful you can be with it or how direct you can be with it. But I, I'll ask the, what do you think about this? And you don't want to make your mm-hmm. mate feel like they're their mom. Like, you know, oh, mom, I'm scared. No. <laughs> you want to make your mate feel like, like I said, a part of the conversation, not, you know, talk to. Like, you're not satisfying me because you don't eat me outright. No, what? That's not how you bring it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to, right. it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, there's a, there's always that concept of sandwiching um, a feedback that you want to give, sandwiching it with a positive comment on either side. So, like, I really love yes. when you go down on me and you do it this way, and maybe next time we could try this too, and that would make it make it even better because I love the way you adore me. So that way it's like yes. in the middle of two compliments. <laughs> Because you want to stroke their ego, but you also want to get your point across. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then on the other end, I heard, I heard a someone say recently that you want to be tell, you want to be someone who's tellable. So you want to be able to be safe for your partner to tell you things and not fly off the handle. You want to be someone who's safe. You want to be a tellable person. Mhm. You, yes. You want your mate to be able to come to you and and tell you anything. Yeah, and tell you anything without any judgment, any any type of um, restrictions on how you may feel or or 
and or how you're expressing what you're feeling to them. So I mean, you want to be just just a relatable person. I mean, we're we're trying to be that with our kids. We try to be with with that with our friends. So why not be with that with my with my wife with my best friend? Right. Well, and that's where the yeah. empathy comes in too that you mentioned earlier. If you have empathy for your partner, that keeps you out of your own ego, and you're not making it about yourself. You're just showing curiosity mm-hmm. for what's up with them. Exactly. Exactly. And self self love, there's nothing wrong with it at all. But when you're when you're in this partnership, it's good to receive love and give love to. So receive information and give it back to. So mm-hmm. always, you know, give and receive. It's, a it's a, always a two way street. When you make it about one person or make it about one thing, then it doesn't become so you know helpful. It doesn't become so fun anymore. And we like fun. Right. That's the object here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, sex is fun, is it not? It's supposed to be. Right. It's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So why not continue to be that, you know? When you come to the bedroom with so much hostility or come to the bedroom without the right attitude, it's like, ugh. Well, uh, like it's a chore. Like, like it's a this, chore to like, have sex, you know? Let's get this over with so I can go to sleep. Or let's get this over with so I can do something else. So. Or if it become routine. Yeah. Routine is another one. You want to make sure that it becomes just, it's fun. You want it to be, like we, we tell couples who are, stuck in a rut of um, just adulting, you know, paying bills, just going to work and doing whatever. They forget that, to have sex Yeah, sometimes. they forget to have sex sometimes, and it's like you got to schedule sex. You schedule car appointments. You schedule uh, hair doctor's lessons, appointment. doctor's appointments. Why not schedule sex? You so, even schedule to go to church every Sunday. So why not schedule sex? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely need to make room for um, – to let go and relax and turn off your phones, right? And, like, clear the space so that you can show up together. I saw on your website the phrase that you teach you teach people reconnecting with more passion, playfulness, and intimacy. So I know we've kind of already been talking about this, but is there anything else that you can share about the reconnecting for uh, couples that may have been together for a while who... Um, their relationship is, you know, they stopped being sexual or they've just been kind of shut down to each other and they're wanting to reconnect again and not make things so heavy and bring more playfulness and intimacy into it. What, what, Anything that you haven't shared yet about that? Um, I think I would say that as long as, as, long as, you're, as, long as you're still in the relationship and you're still trying your best to make this thing happen, then it's still hope. There's and still not just there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, I like what you just said. In the relationship and not just there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still hope. It's still possibilities. You just have to work on it. It's, it's, like I said, you have to put in groundwork. You have to fight for your relationship. If you want to have more intimate relationships with your partner, then you have to speak on it. You have to put in the facts. You have to put in the work. You have to communicate. So it's just stepping stones to lead into um, what you want your relationship to be and how you both want your relationship to ideally be. Setting up mm-hmm. that and making sure that when you're there, you're open. Mm-hmm. You're open. Like my husband said earlier, that vulnerability 
it's awesome being vulnerable for both of you, not just one person, but being, you know, vulnerable for both. Just be within the present, I would say. Yeah. And so many people, when they hear about open relationship, they think it's just going to be all this sex all the time. And it can get there, but usually in the begin, there's usually more work in the beginning when you're learning these skills. Yes. You're learning how you're learning how to communicate. You're learning how to control your emotions. You're learning how to not blame the other. You're getting in touch with your childhood traumas and learning how to manage your jealousy around that. And once you've done all that work, then it can be lots of fun and games, right? Exactly, exactly. Because it's like anything else you do. You got it takes time. It's nothing. You don't want a popcorn. Nothing. You know. You don't want a microwaveable anything. You know. You want to make sure that you take your time and enjoy the experience and not put pressure on yourself. This is for fun. This is for enjoyment. Like I, I, I cringe when I hear people say, "Hey, we had a threesome, but we had an argument right after." You know, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to have an argument right after. That means you didn't start the threesome off right because the threesome is communication. What is my do? What mm-hmm. is my don't? So what, what, what will work for us if you want to make sure that this doesn't happen? And don't put up unrealistic expectations so you won't have to feel like you're disappointed. Yeah, and you don't want to put anyone else in the middle of your drama, um, if you're having a threesome or, or trying to bring in someone into your relationship, you don't want that person to... Guess, yeah, like they did something wrong. Yeah, like they did something wrong. You don't want that person to be, okay, now this person's coming in, now they're the foundation of our relationship. No, they're not there to hold up your relationship. Your relationship should already have been solid before Maybe. that third thing. Hey, can I just add in one little small thing? Um, I, I we say this a lot, and we really mean it, but your relationship is like a Sunday. You can have your Sunday with or without sprinkle. you know? You choose what you want. Your Sunday is already the foundation. Just figure out what sprinkles. Would you like chocolate sprinkles today? Would you like rainbow sprinkles? Would you like pink sprinkles? At the end of the day, you can have it with or without sprinkles, but it's still ice cream. So that's your relationship. <laughs> It's still the foundation. It's still the ice cream. Now, you choose what sprinkles and what toppings you want. Sometimes we want bananas. Sometimes we want cherries. At the end of the day, it's a choice, but the relationship is the ice cream. That's the good part. And sometimes we just want mm-hmm. mounds of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you just want lots of penises all over your Sunday. <laughs> One thing you said it made me think of um, how common it is common it is among non-monogamous people to try. I call it trying to be more evolved than you are. So, like we judge ourselves, like oh, I shouldn't be having a reaction right now because I've read all these books and I've been doing this for years, and so I just need to like pretend that I'm okay when I'm really not feeling okay because I don't want to spoil this whole scene, and so. Um, what would you say to somebody who's ha- struggling with, you know, they, they're ha- like everybody else seems to be having fun, but I'm triggered, you know, what do I do? 
Well, figure out what triggering is. <laughs> it's simple. You you know, if everybody's having fun and you're not having fun and you're that person all the time, then we need to self-reflect and find out what's going on. You know? Mm-hmm. Aren't you having fun? Aren't you? If everyone else, if everyone else wants and you're not having fun, then maybe they, you're in the wrong community. Maybe yeah. you need to find something different. <laughs> find out what brings you happiness. Yeah, find out what brings you fun. Find out what brings that exuberation out of you that you just can't contain yourself. If everyone else is having fun in this, and you're in this in that particular atmosphere, then remove yourself from that atmosphere. If you're uncomfortable, because mm-hmm. we don't want you to ever feel like you're uncomfortable around the company of anyone. So if that mm-hmm. makes you feel uncomfortable, then maybe they're not the right people mm-hmm. that you need to be around. And now it's self-reflect. Or maybe I need to find different, a different, you know, set of friends. Or maybe I just need to take a break or yeah. whatever else. And, and there's nothing wrong with taking breaks. It's just a moment of, like you said, self-reflection. So, and when you're mm-hmm. able to come back, you might have a good time. You might be able to have joy and, and be able to celebrate or wherever else. So, it just takes time and, and evaluating where you're at as a person, as a human being. Mm-hmm. So, taking responsibility for your own experience is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Yeah. In the words of my husband, put on your big, big girl jaws. <laughs> big girl panties. You got this. <laughs> right, right, cool. Well, one last question. Um, it sounds like you have kids, and I'm wondering how did you um, talk to your family, or, or did you at all talk to your family about when you decided to open your marriage, and how did that go? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> so when we were going, uh, when we found out that we were going to be a part of the cast for recently, um, I sat down and and came out to my kids. I was open with them, and I was honest. I, you know, I said, "This is mom. I'm, I'm, I just need to talk to you guys." However, I'm still mom. And my daughter was like, "Well, what took you so long to tell us?" But I'm, I celebrate pride, you know. <laughs> and they uh-huh. were welcome to it. Um, whereas some people that were open, you know, that know us in that light, were like, "Oh, you know, they were." Some people were upset. But I can't control how everyone else feels. But what I can do is just be honest with myself. And everyone doesn't need to know what lifestyle I'm in because I'm not sleeping with everyone. So everyone doesn't need to know. But the people that do know that we care about, they love us regardless. Mhm. Beautiful. Well, hey, we're almost out of time. It went by really fast. It was so much fun talking to you. Um, So I want to give you a chance to tell our listeners how they can find you and anything that you want to offer them. So please take it away. Oh, sure. You can find us on um, any, well, a few social media platforms. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, DVPassionLove.com. DVPassionLove.com. Um, yeah, you can Google us, <laughs> but uh, just look up DV Passion and you'll be able to find us. Yeah, as soon as you type in DV Passion in the search engine, um, you know, with all of our social platforms and my book, Buying Me, um, you can get it on Amazon and it's only thirteen ninety nine. It is a wonderful read from page to page. And I'm not just saying that because it's my book, but 
<laughs> you can find us on social platforms. And actually, if, if you're interested in getting a signed copy, you can contact me directly on Lady B. On mm. Great. Okay, so just want to make sure everybody understands it's D V D as in divine and V as in victory passion dot com, right? No, D V Passion Love dot com. Oh D V Passion Love L O V E. Yeah. D V Passion Love dot com. Got it. Okay, great. Okay, and then your book, um, the buy in me, um, yeah, that that looks really great. I want to read that myself. So thank you. I'm so glad that you have that resource for people because I know a lot of people open their relationships because oftentimes because they want more or different kind of sex. And uh, in your case, it might have been both, but definitely the different. Um, your husband obviously couldn't provide you with that. So, <laughs> so that totally makes sense. Well, I really appreciate you being, yeah, so great to have you today, and I wish you all the best with your your business and your family and, and your life together. Yeah. And we would love to come back on whenever you like for us to come. Yes, most definitely. Oh, that, that sounds great. Yes, I do have some people back after a year or two, so we'll stay in touch. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, you take care. Bye-bye. Okay, so next week on Leading Edge Love Radio, we have as our guest uh, Eva Medelec. Medelec, I think is how she pronounces it. Eva Medelec. And I asked her to be on the show because she wrote a book called The Intimacy of Race. And I really want to dive into um, the intersection of race and intimacy. And she is a high performance coach and will help us with high-performance tools around relationship and communication. So looking forward to that. Please join us next week at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Leading Edge Love Radio. And this has been your host, Sumati Sparks, the open relationship coach at sumatisparks.com. Good night, everyone. <laughs>